Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hi honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl with thoughts on almost any and everything. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. What's up, y'all? It's Sunny D, and to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry multiplies and the dogs are chewing on your favorite shoes. Yo, 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 this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, love, ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Y'all, we are so happy to be in 2023, still doing our thing. So we're continuing with the funness. And for this episode, we have a quote. And the quote of this episode, I really, really like. And it says, don't take life too seriously. You will never get out alive. I love that. And that's by Elbert Hubbard. I mean, I think this is absolutely accurate because, you know, we say this all the time on the pod, like life be life in. And if you don't make space in your life for some joy, for some laughter, for some sort of fun, this shit will kill you. Okay. Like legitimately so. So a hundred percent, I agree with this quote. Yeah. I said the same thing when I saw it. I was like, you know what, Mr. Hubbard, you own to something. Like (laughs) we ain't nobody getting out here a lot. Ain't nobody. I mean, some people have, you know, left and came back. But at the end of the day, you either going to leave in a casket, you're going to be, what is it, uh, cremated or frozen or something like that? Frozen. Yeah, cremated. Well, they do have some people, depending on the culture, because some people do it differently across the world. But the two main ones are like ground burial or cremation. That is facts. And so with that, we're going to move into our either or. Okay. So our either or is either a blind date or be set up by a parent or a friend. So I'm going to go with the blind date from an app because I've already been set up by uh, not, not a parent, but multiple friends. And it hasn't been bad, but I realized like, I don't know if my friends know me. So <laughs> because one of my friends, and I'm not saying this, you know, everybody has their preferences. It's not a prejudice. It's a preference. I was trying to set me up with a white guy. And I'm so Afrocentric. We not gonna lie. No, I don't want to go to your backwoods, any type of family gatherings. And then they think I'm the help. So yeah, it's, it's, for that one, it's a no. So I'll try a blind date. Why not? In my singledom, I've absolutely had my mother try. Matter of fact, she tried to set me up with somebody at church, knowing that I was already in a relationship. And that person in the relationship went with me to church. <laughs> so that just goes to show you how much she did not like him. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I get it. And you want nothing but the best. But I feel like 
parents, like just like you said, parents, maybe friends, maybe don't know you at that particular level and what would mesh well with you as a human to connect with another human being in a romantic relationship sort of manner. So I think I'm with you on that one. I think I'm going to take a, a blind date uh, because if it goes left and that's just on me and I don't have to look at anybody else sideways, like really, what was you thinking? Yeah, I agree with that. So our question of the week this week is what did you give yourself this week? And you can utilize that as you can perceive that rather as give or gift. I gifted myself two things this week, which Sunny D, you know, that um, sometimes I'm a workaholic. So <laughs> I gifted myself time to sleep in and to really listen to my body. But then I also gave myself a self-care day. So I did like facial. I did my little eye thingy, eye facial thing, a lip facial. Um, I did hand and feet, did like a whole entire body scrub and then just sat with my tea and just read my book. And then I decided to watch a TV show. You know, I know you don't make a whole lot of time in your day to sit and watch TV. So I'm glad you did that. You, I know you behind on all the shows because you watch one show a day. It's for 30 minutes and that's it. (laughs) That's it. That's all. You're like 18 seasons behind everybody else. <laughs> For me this week, I something similar. So I was doing too much during, you know, uh, this past week and eating things that I know are too spicy that really don't sit well with myself, but I love spicy food and I couldn't help it. Well, that backfired big time. And in the process of recovering from that, I just took an extra day off this week. I could have worked. I would have been fine if I did, but I just allowed myself to rest and enjoy just recovering and allowing my body to reset itself for, and as, as it's paid me back for my indulgences. And I just needed to do that. I just really needed to take that time and do that. And I also indulged myself with going to the store and getting all these ingredients to make the soup that I've been thinking about for like four days. And I smashed it. Okay. I fed my husband, but I smashed the rest and it was delightful. Kudos to you for actually taking time off because you know, most people are like, ah, I just need to work. No, you got the time. PTO stands for prepare the others because I ain't in this bitch. So with that, we're going to get into this episode y'all so sunny d i know you are recently off the market and kudos but for all our other ladies and some gentlemen who are still on the market we had this conversation offline and we were just talking about pickup lines some of these dudes be coming up with some crazy ass pickup lines and i'm like what First and foremost, kudos with the creativity. Like, I'll give you that. But then where in the world do you think this is, this will actually get my attention enough for me to give you my Instagram page, right? And so today, y'all, we're going to talk about the best pickup lines that we have heard. And I wanted to start out with, I don't know how many of y'all have seen this, but there's a guy on TikTok and he is hilarious. Like he goes up to women and he's like, hey, how you doing? Like he pretend that he's gay and then like he's complimenting them and he's like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Like I would love to hang out. We can go get some mimosas and go get some brunch. And then when he gets the number, all of a sudden his he like changes to like, all right, yeah, all right, I'll see you later, shawty. All right, yeah, you don't forget. And they're like, the switch up is like, whoa, I don't, don't call me. And he's like, wait, you just gave me your number. And he's like, and the ladies are like, but, I, but 
I thought you were gay. And he was like, no, why would you think that? And one of the ladies was like, because you literally just presented yourself like you're gay. And he was like, no, no, no. I just needed your number. And she was like, fuck off. (laughs) She was like, do not call. We'll make sure this is in the blog, y'all, so y'all can see what I'm talking about, the TikTok I'm talking about. But I thought that was so funny. I was like, oh, that's a creative way to get somebody's number. But... I feel like that's deceiving too. I I absolutely agree. So like there's a part of me that's like, okay, well, this took a lot of thought and creativity and confidence for someone that is masculine to put up this less masculine, quote unquote, less masculine facade in order to approach women and to get their number and compliment them and all the things. I find that to be really interesting in the sense that they understood how like strong masculine presenting men are perceived and to soften the blow to not present so masculinely. And I'm obviously he understands this logic at the same time. This shit is manipulative as hell. It's so manipulative, but I feel like if it were to happen to me, I probably would laugh because I would be so caught off guard. And then I would start thinking, okay, wait, you really like, you really sad. You thought about this. So like you, you understand what some of us as women, what our concerns are with some of our, you know, questions or how we feel about being approached and things like that. Like clearly you understand that and you've developed a way to soften that a little bit and props to you for that. Like I'm kind of not mad at that, to be honest with you. But on the flip side of that coin, I'd be like, you manipulative as a mofo and I'm gonna have to say no. That's a good point. Cause my thought is I probably, well, first and foremost, yeah, y'all know I ain't giving my number to nobody. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Especially if I just met you off the street. <laughs> no, um, but I guess I could see that as a good point of like, Kudos to him for actually understanding how women can be uncomfortable when it comes to men coming towards us or like addressing us because let's be in nays um, or let's be honest or let's be all the way real. It's some, some, not all situations are safe for women when men are trying to talk to them or us as because if we, we have to work this fine line, right? This fine line of like, I don't want to make you angry because then you may, something may trigger in you where then you attack me. Um, I don't want a scene. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I'm mentally already prepared for you to call me a bitch when I don't give you my number or some derogatory term or some derogatory sentence or phrase. And I'll say that, for instance, I remember one <laughs> I was going to Target, random Target, right? And this guy was trying to holler at me and I was like, "Mm, nah. And he was like, yo, queen, yo, queen, yo, you hear me? Yo, queen, yo, queen with the scarf on. Like literally just started describing everything I had on. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, yo, I saw you walking from the parking lot. I was just trying to see if I can get your number. And I was like, oh no. Um, At the time I was already in a relationship. I was like, no, I have, um, I'm in a relationship. And he was like, oh, but is he treating you right? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Just take my number for, you know, to be a friend. And I was like, thank you, sir. But it's a no for me. Thank you for your compliment in a way. And I was like, I'm going to finish my shopping and you have a wonderful day. Oh, oh, you too good to get my number? In my head, I'm like, bitch, yes. However, I know the situation I'm in. I know the area I'm in. I'm like, sir, I think you should have a great day. And just put a smile on your face. And I feel like as women, we have to teeter-totter this fine line of when when men come to talk to us, like, I don't know your emotional state and I don't know your history. This dude could have just got out of, and I'm no 
I'm not shaming this, but for my example, this dude could have literally just got out of the mental hospital and I don't know that. And his trigger is someone, his trigger is rejection. And then he could have, my rejection could have been like, oh, kill her. Yeah. So that's one of the craziest lines I've heard. What about you? I don't think I've had anything too insane happen. But I also am very aware of the fact that I have this defense mechanism, which I think a lot of women do, which is to laugh stuff off and brush it off as it, you know, not being that serious or me not being like totally offended or um, disgusted or feeling unsafe or any of that kind of thing, like in protection of myself to not bring attention to the level of uncomfortable that I am. You just kind of play along with it and brush it off, blah, 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 keep it moving. Back in the day when we didn't have immediate computers in our pockets and cell phones, you can give somebody the wrong number and they won't call it immediately to make sure that it's yours. Okay, back in the day, we could get away with giving somebody a wrong number and then they don't find out till however many days, weeks later or whatever. And at that point, it's not even the thing because we met you at the mall somewhere or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, it was much weirder to say that safer. I don't know. I don't even know if that's, maybe that's just a perception as opposed to a reality. But now things are just so like, out of whack it makes me really glad that I don't have to deal with that so much anymore but yeah I haven't I don't think I've had too many insanities but because we are now in a social media age I do get randomness in my dms and it's usually some random person from overseas that wants to like spoil me rotten and do all the things and I'm like I don't understand why are you here like and you go and you like all of my pictures from like a year ago but you skip over the post of when I got married and pictures of me and my husband on vacation you skip over those but like <laughs> you like all the other things like you like the dinner that I made like what I don't understand these guys I just I do not get it yeah I feel like that person is trying to get his visa he's just trying to get to America <laughs> but no you make a good point because I I would say yeah back in the day we probably were safer because I can just give you a random number and you won't know because you can be like page me oh I don't have a pager call me okay I can call you when I get home because we only had y'all youngins y'all are so blessed because when I say we did not have cell phones or if we did have cell phones we didn't get them until unless it was an emergency or like you were going out with your friends but if one of your friends had a cell phone you your parents like what you need one your friend got one call me on your friend's phone but no that is true of like just having to now be aware of your dms and it's like y'all man tip for y'all chill just chill chill the best in my opinion I would say one of the best lines, <laughs> which cracked me up so much that a guy gave me was, it was so hilarious that I just had to give him like his props. Some friends and I in college were coming from a party and this guy was like, yo ma, yo ma, you bigger than a snicker, yo ma. <laughs> I was like, bigger than a snicker? Like the candy bar? <laughs> he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, again, that caught me because that intrigued me. I was like, well, you know, snickers are like really, really thin, right? They're not thick. And he was like, yeah, but they got all the good stuff in it. That's you. You thicker than a snicker. <laughs> not that he explained it. Girl, he did. And I cracked up. 
And I was like, okay, okay. And he was like, yeah, because this nigga's got all the good stuff in it. That's you. By your walk, I know you a good one. All right, yeah. You good? And I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, let me walk y'all to y'all car because I need to make sure my thinking in the snicker is okay in the car. And I was like, okay. But the funny thing is, never, hence the word chill. He didn't ask my number. He didn't force his aggressiveness or anything like that on me. He wasn't like a huge weirdo. He just gave his funny compliment. So yeah, I thought that was really funny. That kind of reminds me of... Man, I, high school was a wild time. It seems like it was such a long time ago. But that's kind of when we first started getting like cell phones. And like I couldn't get one until I had a job and I could pay for it myself. But it was only like $50 a month and you could only play Snake on it. It wasn't even in color. Um, So it was like a very simple situation. But we'd go to the movies like with our friends. Like that was a thing that we did. We went to the movies, we went to the mall. And I remember going to the movies with a friend of mine and another guy in our friend-ish group worked there and like he could get us tickets or whatever and I remember him asking for my number and I think I was was, like 17 or something he asked for my number and then immediately asked for my best friend's number right next to me and so like we both for whatever reason (laughs) we both gave him our number and come to find out he only wanted my number and he asked for my best friend's number to not come off as a creep because we had mutual friends it's not like we didn't know this person like we knew him but to like add to the friend group and for some reason I thought that that was actually kind of sweet because it wasn't very aggressive it wasn't very um super macho or egotistical or anything like that it was just like we he we knew he had to hook up with the movie tickets and in order to get the hookup with the movie ticket you have to contact your hookup right so it made sense that she had his number I had his number one of us was going to be able to get the tickets but in reality he just wanted mine and he didn't want to come off like he, he want to like like mac as as the kids would used to say back in the day on just me in front of her in case I said no because God forbid you get rejected in front of other people God forbid a guy gets rejected in front of other people so to play it safe he asked for both of our numbers and in retrospect I was like okay well that's kind of sweet yeah that was he was like very thoughtful in his asking for your number and so have you ever heard or um what's it called like have you ever heard this theory that's going out is depending on your hair and for black women like depending on how your hair is um maintained or if you're natural with a fro versus like you got the 45 inch weave down the back like men approach you differently yeah Absolutely. Um, and it, it absolutely differs if I have my, if I straighten my hair, it differs if my hair is straight, but like I've curled it. Like I got a, a nice little like shaky shake, some curls is popping. That has a different um, reaction perspective. I present differently in that hairstyle. I present differently when I have my hair in a poof or a head wrap. And I present differently when I have my hair braided. And I find it all interesting that depending upon how I'm perceived, certain reactions occur. And I I don't know if that is something that is exclusive to just our culture, to just Black women or women that present of African descent of some sort. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Becky gets the same reaction if she curls her hair, if she crimps it, or if it's straight, or if it's in a messy bun. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't see that that brings about different types of reactions as opposed to, for whatever reason, because Black woman's hair is so police, so much of a, a 
topic of discussion. It's it's a thing for some reason. It's literally just hair. Like I just want to wear my hair however I want to wear my hair. And I don't understand why by having it in a certain way, I'm perceived more aggressive or more um, even more masculine. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to when I have it down and it's softer and it seems more feminine, that has a different approach. And that's so bizarre to me. Well, you know, Becky can't really do nothing with her hair but curl it. So the beauty of black hair is that it's versatile. It's resistant. I mean, not resistant. It's resilient. It can, like you said, it can be embraced today, tomorrow, Afro, the next day straight, the next day twist out, the next day a mohawk. And it's all sometimes my, specifically for me, most of the time it's my natural hair. (laughs) Um, But we can add hair and make it longer. We can take away, make it shorter. Um, We're we're just very, we're very, we're very versatile in our hair. And I know for me, I thought, I think it's interesting because I am full-blown natural, Afro. um, Right now it's twisted out in a uh, <laughs> in a hair wrap but I know for me when um guys come and they address me and they see me like with the hair wrap or if my hair is fully wrapped I get addressed by Muslims and they think that I am Muslim because my hair is fully wrapped and you can't see it or I've gotten addressed by more of like the poetic like hey queen how are you doing or man you know like the calmer type things but then I also notice like when I have weave in my hair and it's like long I'm getting dressed with like yo hey ma what you doing and it's like what is it with the weave that you think you can address me that way because as a woman I'm still the same person the hair is just different you know and I think it's fascinating that you said your walk is different or your you perceive yourself as different when depending on your hairstyle too or did you say others perceive you as different okay there we go so others of course they perceive us differently depending on what how our hair is but I also feel like it's kind of weird how like men y'all approach us differently based on our hair and y'all I I really want y'all to come in like tell us why like why do y'all approach some women with you know more of the natural look a certain way and then more women who have like the longer weaves a different way like tell us in the comments yeah I really like to know what that perspective from a male perspective is like what do you see when you see a woman that you know has her hair braided and you want to approach her do you change your I mean you obviously change your approach because we've seen this, we've experienced this, like you change your approach depending upon what you perceive from this woman to be or maybe would accept or something like that. Like I would really like to know the psychology behind it and why is there a reason why if you see someone, a woman with more natural hair in a head wrap or a poof or afro or something like that is A, the approach somewhere out of Neo Soul somewhere. Okay, somewhere up out of the, you know, the 70s. I don't understand that. Or if you don't approach them because they seem too aggressive or they seem too masculine, as opposed to if she walked right up in the salon and got a good, you know, silk press and she came out and now all of a sudden she seems softer or she seems more feminine or more girly or whatever. Like I'm curious it's about from a male perspective why yeah I am too and I remember 
Because <laughs> you know, I'll ask the question in a heartbeat. I remember asking one of my guy friends about that and he kind of alluded to this, but he was saying like, when women are in their natural state, it kind of gives off of like, you got your stuff together. Like you're so confident in who you are because as we know, society doesn't, society polices our hair. Society police black people in general. But specifically with our hair, they police that. So for us to feel confident enough to go into a room with our natural hair in an afro in a scarf or in a twist out with our full natural hair coming out he was telling me he was like that confidence isn't in every single woman but for a woman to actually present that can be intimidating to men because it's like oh no she got her shit together you can't address her any type of way you can't come up to her and be like yo hey ma what you gonna do da, 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 da. or you know um so I thought that was very interesting too I think that's fascinating though because like is that not what you want or does it speak more to who you are as a man specifically wanting and specifically having the desire to go after someone that is like a damsel in distress or so like somebody that needs rescuing as opposed to someone that stands firm in who they are and perceivingly has their shit together because let's be real none of us do okay we try every other day that's why adulting is an ing word hence the podcast hello so like but if you see that and you are in a a space of wanting to find a partner you know for life or you know to do life with or what have you would you not want someone that has that confidence that has that self-awareness that has that self you know what i mean like i don't i don't i don't get it and i would like to know more about why why that is so man y'all gotta let us know why is that So we want to hear from you. Put us in the com. I mean, I put us in the comment. (laughs) Put it in the comments. We want to hear from you. But Sunny D, my question is, have you have you ever given a line or said a line to like pick up a dude? I don't think I've ever quote unquote picked up a dude before. I I've always been relatively shy when it comes to opposite sex generally speaking but in my you know later 20s to now being you know mid 30s or whatever I don't feel the need to have to come up with anything clever to like listen I'm an adult you're an adult we both got bills we can talk have a conversation or whatever like I I specifically remember when I met my husband I didn't even do like I think I had washed my hair so my hair was still wet I had a little makeup I threw on whatever it was that I did or you know whatever was close to me before I left the house that day and it wasn't even like a flirty type of deal it was just like you were another human being and we have a conversation so like I don't think I've ever like picked up a guy per se but I think for me to in order to like cut the awkwardness that I very much am okay awkward black girl one-on-one is to just be me (laughs) It sounds really cliche and it sounds really like corny. It sounds easier than it is, but like, I feel like coming up with something clever to say is harder <laughs> to be honest. Um, because in that moment, my brain just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, honestly, you're lucky if I even talk to you, if I don't know you, let's be real. One of the ones I've been saying, cause I'm like, I am objectifying these men. They objectify these women. So I'm balancing out the world. <laughs> 
is like one guy I thought he was running. I was like, okay, Hoochie Daddy shorts with the thighs out. Come on, what those thighs? That's hilarious. One of my other friends, we were doing something and he was like, oh, let me show you this picture of my outfit. And I was like, okay. So he showed me the picture and I was like, um, I know we friends, but y'all shorts are short. Like turn around, bend over. Can I see that ass? So he was like, you doing too much. And he was like, I'm changing. <laughs> like why why he was like I feel I feel gross now I said you know what you should because that's what you used to do to women in college you should and then um this is so random but Target is my story y'all so if y'all want to get us a gift just go ahead and give us a gift card to Target (laughs) but I was at Target and this guy literally was walking and he had on like some um I guess they I guess they're still hoochie daddy shorts but I could see the whole thigh not like half the time so I don't know if those will be classified as like booty shorts for like women or like Daisy Dukes in the men form I don't know what that word would be but um yeah so he was walking the outfit was very nice and well put together like I like the outfit so I was like oh sorry your outfit is really really gorgeous and he was like oh thank you and I was like yeah I see your shorts are short you got those thighs out today huh it's hot and you thawing out here and he was like, he was like, yeah, my wife said the same thing. I told her I didn't think they were that short. I was like, no, nah, they short. They short. They real short. And he was like, well, okay, I'm going to go home. I said, no, don't go change. If you confident in what you're wearing, they confident in what you're wearing. And so while he was walking, I was like, his wife said that because you can see that dick print is why she said that. So I was like, I didn't tell you that because y'all don't be telling us some stuff. So I'm going to let you walk around with your dick print all on that. Girl, that is hysterical. She said, no, yeah, they're short. (laughs) They're short. Sir, I can see your whole thigh muscle. That's hilarious. I would probably consider those still hoochie daddy shorts. I'd be saying that to my husband sometimes if he's walking around the house and just throwing on something like to go take trash out or something like that, or just sitting on the couch. But he'll be sitting on the couch with like a hoodie and these shorts. So like he's fully covered from the waist up. And I'm like, you just gonna sit here with your thighs out? <laughs> is that what you're doing? <laughs> they crack me up. They crack me up so much. Y'all, there's some crazy pickup lines. And I would love for y'all to put in the comments of what was the craziest pickup line that you've heard? What's the best pickup line that you heard? Or that you gave so we're gonna say that oh yeah i we we need to know what y'all what are y'all telling people out here in these streets we need to know it, that they your story kind of reminds me of again i'm not the bold one i am the introvert i will very rarely approach somebody that i don't know and we've talked about this on show a couple of times but my best friend however comma is not like me and i specifically remember us going to a club in Vegas. It was her birthday. So she was on turned up duty. I was on sober duty to make sure we don't get kidnapped. And I specifically remember her going up to this dude. I kid you not, looked just like Reggie Bush. He was not Reggie Bush, but he looked just like Reggie Bush. So homie was fine. And she walked up to him right in his face and was like, I just want to tell you that I think you was fine as fuck. And then she walked off. (laughs) 
And he was like, he just, he looked so shocked. And I was like, oh my God. And I went up to him. I was like, I am so sorry. It is my birthday. She a little lit. It turns out that he was one of the club promoters and he actually made sure that we continued to have a really good time so much so that he took us back to our hotel. Like he drove us to our hotel to make sure we got back safely. But yeah, she's, she's the bold one. She'll be the one to go up to somebody and straight up tell you, I think you look good enough to, you know, have some physical activity. I don't want to, but I just want you to know that. And then gone about her business like nothing happened. No, I think that's good. Um, and I do feel women, we should be more assertive and just complimenting men because I do feel like men and y'all tell us too. tell us in the comments. Do y'all feel like y'all get complimented enough? Like, do you feel that when you walk out? Because I'm, let me get my thoughts together. I feel that when, especially as black women, and I know I do this, if a black woman comes out and that outfit is on point, her hair is cute, I am giving you your flowers. I am giving you your claps. I am going up to you. I have literally been driving. I have seen a woman walk to either her car or something. And that outfit was so cute. And I literally rolled my window down and it's people behind me. So if y'all are listening to this episode, y'all are behind me. Sorry, not sorry. I literally stopped and was like, okay, girl, you doing that thing too. And she turned around like, thank you. But it's just that compliment of like, you see me, but you see the effort I put forth. And so I really do wonder what does that look like for men? If y'all do get complimented if y'all want to be complimented more how do y'all feel when you know like you said your best friend came up like how does that make you feel and it shows that he I don't think a lot of women have complimented him on that because he went over and beyond for y'all but it also reminds me of you, you um kill more bees not you kill more bees you get more bees with honey than vinegar or whatever that is but with that we are going to move into our segment of moments of melanation Moments of Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. So today for Moments of Melanation, I wanted to shout out and kind of bring awareness to one thing that I love and I get to enjoy, thankfully, and that is wine. So I wanted to give a shout out to Kurt and Michelle Lynn. These guys are the owners of Chapelton Vineyards. It is a Black-owned vineyard and ranch just outside of Houston in a city called Washington. And this husband and wife couple, they own Lynn Ranch, uh, upon which they put this impressive vineyard. And it has a tasting room. They actually have villas that you could go, you can stay at. And it is an, a beautiful, beautiful venue. So it, like, it's not news. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up. It's not news that the wine industry really doesn't have a lot of African-Americans in the profession, but the Lynn's have taken it upon themselves to really dive into the science and the passion that they have for making wine. Like they've gone overseas and they've studied they've brought that knowledge back to their vineyard in texas and they're really providing a beautiful experience for people across the state people across the world to really come and enjoy wines that they are growing the grapes like right outside being able to provide tastings of all different kinds the really science behind all of it which i always find really fascinating and their instagram is stunning okay it's chapelton vineyards it's very simple on instagram and I definitely have a plan to visit soon. Maybe do a, a girl's trip or do like a little romantic weekend, go stay at a vineyard or something like that. I was telling my husband, we need to go wine tasting again because we've done it before and we've had a really good time. So 
what do you think of Black-owned wineries and vineyards? This one specifically, Nakai. I think, like you said, we don't have enough of them. So I'm excited that this one is in Texas. Um, but also, these villas are beautiful. And the um, I love it is that you go to the tasting room, get you some wine, get some drunk. Get some drunk. <laughs> get drunk. <laughs> get drunk. And then you just walk on back to your villa. But I also love it because like y'all go to the website and really check out their website. It's very chic and clean. And this is me being me. If it's not clean and the pictures don't look good, but I'm excited that one, they, this is beautiful. Like the area that they have is freaking beautiful. And each villa looks like it's two bedroom, two baths that sleeps four people. Like this is amazing. And I think if, I don't think, I'm assuming you can even do weddings here. Like you said, do a girl's trip. All like you can do different events here, which I think would be awesome and great. So y'all go check this out if you're a wine person. And if you're not, just go check it out because it's black owned. Absolutely. Go check it out because it's black owned. Um, they have like galas sometimes and all kinds of stuff, but it's just, it's such a, it's in a, a beautiful area of Texas. It's not quite in the hill country where there's actually a lot of wineries. There's a lot of wineries in Texas. If y'all don't know that we have a Texas wine country, like legitimately so, and they're so fun, but yeah, you can just go and do like a small tasting. You can even do the charcuterie boards that come with it and really like do it up, do like a brunch thing or whatever. It's, they're absolutely beautiful. And I, am on this Instagram page on a regular basis because they had just that they just have so much fun Ugh, I just need to go I just need to give me a cute little dress and do some cute and go have me a glass or two or several I'm with you on that because I'm like I want to book this and even if it's just me just to go and have a staycation yeah and they have five star reviews like everybody that goes to this vineyard they absolutely love it and it's it's black own like come on it's it's so good so all y'all listeners if you are in the houston area and if you're not in the houston area make a trip to the houston area and go visit this winery like go visit take if you're coming into town go ahead and book a night um with you and your friends so there you go and kudos to y'all like kudos we're giving you your flowers keep up the good work keep up making history so and breaking down those barriers because you know it's not a lot of us in this industry so keep breaking down those barriers everything that y'all are doing is allowing somebody else who's younger to come on in so y'all are paving the way and we are so 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 grateful with that we are ending this with as you already know an affirmation and our affirmation for today is our affirmation today is attract what you expect reflect what you desire become what you respect and mirror what you admire as real like adult dr seuss and i love it i like that that's a good one i love mirror what you admire thank y'all for listening to this episode please comment below let us know y'all's favorite pickup line. Let us know what pickup line you gave that you thought that was the best pickup line. Follow us on all social media, Spotify, Amazon, Apple. You can catch this on YouTube. Also visit the um, blog for Nay's commentary. Where's my blueprintpod.com? Where's my blueprintpod.com? Where's my blueprintpod.com? With that, we are over and out. Peace out.